With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One Podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, recently, a guy named Joseph James D'Angelo, also known as the Golden State Killer, um, was arrested using DNA evidence. Um, In the 1970s, uh, according to reports that we've got 12 murders, 45 rapes, and more than 150 break-ins can be attributed to this guy. The case was obviously a cold one from dating back to the 70s. It's also a complicated one in that the DNA match involved um, getting information from, I think, Ancestry.com, if I'm not mistaken. What do you think this is? Is this the beginning of, you know, I mean, first off, there was a lot of people who went, oh, holy moly, I, I, I just wanted to find out about my ancestry. I didn't want right. to have to give potential damning evidence to the police. Um, they should have thought of that first, actually. But um, so what do you see as this being? Is this the harbinger of something new? Yeah, I hope so. I hope it is the new better than fingerprints Mm -hmm. uh, evidence collection point. I think it was uh, uh, GED.com, not not Not, Ancestry. ancestry. But um, essentially, uh, some wily cold case investigators went into the existing database that the public can access to find their ancestors. Mm-hmm. So it's open to the public, it's, a, it's easily accessible. And uh, the, what the uh, investigators apparently did was uh, ran the DNA collected from some of the uh, evidence uh, from scenes, ran it in through that database, came up with uh, links like to- Like a relative or something. Yeah, they came yeah. up with links to relatives um, across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was in the um, the southeast portion of the U.S., linked it to one of the 10 or 20 people they had as a highly um, likely suspect, uh, came back, surreptitiously obtained his DNA and made the match. Mm -hmm. And I think it's awesome. I think it's great. And I I thought it was comical when one of the uh, defense attorneys uh, cried foul and said, why should uh, law enforcement have access to this public database? <laughs> Which, right, think about it. The public can have it, but not the police or not for investigative purposes. And the other irony there is that DNA has been used by uh, death penalty um, opponents, by the Innocence Projects mm-hmm. to get people off death row or to, to, get, to free them from prison. And you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. And and for me, I, it, it still sticks in my craw that if DNA is not the sole piece of evidence to convict, it shouldn't be the sole piece of evidence to uh, get somebody out of prison. Mm-hmm. So uh, retrial, maybe uh, have a judge look at all the evidence minus uh, the DNA connection, if that's the link. Um, and make a decision, but to just completely exonerate somebody based on a DNA test when clearly there could be other reasons why the individual's DNA is not there if he went in with multiple suspects and mm-hmm. 
theirs was collected but not his. Um, you know, there are all kinds of possibilities. Right, and that, that gets to the point where, for an investigator, if you have DNA, you can't. I go back to my aviation days. One is none. Two is one. So you have to have redundancy. Right. It's really nice to have a second engine in an airplane. Sure. It's really nice to have other ways of getting your landing gear down other than the, the hydraulics. Right. And so when you have DNA and that's the, 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 the foundation on which you built your case, you still have to put up the walls and the roof and everything else. You've got to build the full house in order to actually have a case, right? Sure. And, and over the years, I think it's something like... Um, more than 40 states have passed laws that allow for collection of DNA evidence from certain inmates mm-hmm. in, in their prisons. And there have been uh, court orders blocking um, uh, the accessibility to DNA. Mm-hmm. But um, whether they give consent or not, they're in the custody of the state. I don't know why we can't uh, assume and, and take the, the DNA evidence, put it in a, a data bank, and use it to help solve crimes right. because it will. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, the the fo- I was I laughed out loud when I saw it. it was someone on I think it was CNN or one of those channels who was saying you know they were outraged that their their ancestry or their their they volunteered their DNA to a, a public database and they said you know that well that shouldn't give per- permission to the police to you know match me against crimes you know and the, the of course, the thing, the reason I'm not in ancestry is not for what I've done. It's for what I might do. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm already in. So uh, I'm watching my P's and Q's. Right, yeah. So and, you know, I mean, law enforcement officers uh, have to give fingerprints uh, for the their cor- course of employment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that our DNA is going to be sampled as well yeah. because... Of your access to crime scenes and to eliminate DNA found, just like we would take your fingerprints if you were uh, an expert who came into a, a crime scene, and in order to eliminate you as a, a suspect or yeah. if you touch something inadvertently, we could use those prints to to eliminate you. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think DNA is is the next step in evidence collection in. Um, suspect identification and i think it's i think it's awesome yeah i mean dna is useful for so many things not just finding out whether or not you came from northern scotland or southern scotland um it's it's i think probably going to be almost universal that people at birth probably are going to be typed um you know paternity suits are settled over these things um so dna really to me has a great number of uses um that that this case was what forty something years old or more, um, that it was solved. You know, there's that's there's tremendous benefit to that, right? Because this I'm, clown was still walking the streets. And he oh, committed twelve murders. He raped forty five people. At least, at least that we that know we of. that we yeah. can connect yeah. to him. And um, you know, he, he had this horrific mo of uh, going into very rare going into inhabited dwellings. Uh, tying people up and, you know, one of his, his repeated MOs was he stacked a plate of um, dishes on the back of a hogtied um, witness or other in the household um, while he went to perpetrate his other crimes, usually rapes, and said, if uh, the, I hear the plates fall, I'm going to kill you both or kill all of you. Wow. And so you, you had this horrific serial killer murderer 
and uh, and you have people squawking about it, how his DNA was obtained. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's yeah, it's one of those those out there arguments. Um, I mean, here we are arguing. We're making these counter arguments when we you know we have these people complaining that we've got these backlogged rape kits. Well, they're not going to do any good if we can't match up a suspect. So right. why not? You know, package those things together and say, yeah, let's process all rape kits and let's get the DNA from all suspects in prison. And just because somebody's in for burglary doesn't mean that they entered the house. You know, maybe they entered the house looking to commit to a do sexual else. crime. Right. And found an empty house. And found an empty house. So while he's there, why not take uh, jewelry or right. money or what have you? Right. And, and people who have committed, I'm going to go finger quotes in the air now, uh, minor crimes and are convicted of, quote, finger quote, minor crimes, may have also perpetrated much more uh, serious, violent crimes. Certainly. And so that if, if you, I agree with you completely. If you have somebody in custody and you they've been convicted of a crime and they've spent, sent to county or sent to prison, it's, to me, it makes just perfect sense to see what else they might have been connected with. And the best way probably right now to do that is get, get their DNA and throw it into the database. Yeah. And for, for the, the advocates out there, uh, the inmate advocates that are going to cry about this, uh, they're already signing off on some civil liberties and civil rights when they get out early from their sentence to go on probation or parole and say they, are, they will give up their right to be, um, their Fourth Amendment rights, that they right. will be subject to search by a law enforcement officer or their person, home, vehicle, uh, what have you, um, based on probable cause. And um, I think th- I think that's a good thing. So why not let, if we're going to release inmates before their time's up, let's, let's make them stipulate that they're going to get their DNA as well. Yeah, I mean, a convicted felon uh, who is released can't own a firearm legally. You know, they, they have forfeited their rights by committing certain crimes. And their right to privacy of their DNA, I think, is plausibly um, very reasonable. Sure. Yeah. All right. Really interesting topic. Uh, if you are, are, are investigating a cold case and you think DNA would be useful, uh, or if you just have an opinion on how DNA is being collected and used, send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.